0: Hey guys. All right. Man. Why won't you work? Okay, there you go. Technology. Good morning. So, uh I was up in v- uh, Visalia and it is it is is beautiful. Just don't take your 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 children with you. Um <laughs> what I learned about Visalia that it is that it's it's really far away. Um and so yeah, on the drive back, as a lot of us probably felt, it was like, wow, this place is far. So, you know, maybe we'll go back. But it is nice, it is, it's all right. Okay, so uh, we, we have our life group that happens every week on Sunday afternoons um, and we have an amazing life group and every week we do a little icebreaker question Right, pretty, pretty common standard practice. Maybe your life group does that, maybe not. Um, and one of the meetings we had uh, a few years ago, I asked the question, okay, who is your favorite Marvel superhero? Okay, so everyone's like, ooh, all right thinking of the things. And we, we had, uh, at the time, a, a handful of Biola students, uh, uh, girls actually, and one of them, and they're all now, you know, graduated and off to big things, and, um, and one of them replied, I think my favorite Marvel character is Hot Guy. <laughs> and I was like, Hot Guy? I, sure, hot, yeah, Okay. That makes sense. And he's like, she's like, no, Hawkeye. I was like, oh, Hawkeye. I was so confused for a minute because let's be honest, we're all, I mean, not me, but some of us are looking for a hot guy. That's, that's true. Not me. I'm good, Mish. Although you're, I am a little soft for you, that's for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so like you guys know Dr. Strange, right? I think he's pretty cool. Uh, The ancient one, right? The crazy, yeah. Um, Like they have the time stone so they could like manipulate time and understand all the multiverses and stuff like that. And it's fun to watch them when they're in battle or in some stressful situation because they're just like, I already know what's gonna happen. I've seen it all. I know all the different things and I have this like zen-like quality to it. As cool as that is, obviously it's fake, right? It's a fake story, it's a man-made story. But today we're gonna actually talk about a prophetic vision that isn't fake, that is real um, in, in Daniel chapter seven. So up till now, right? Daniel 1 through 6, it's been very narrative. It's been like a story. It's a story of God's sovereignty over all things as displayed in Daniel's life in exile from Jerusalem into Babylon. Everyone here? Okay. We kind of shift gears a little bit here at chapter 7 through the rest of the book as we shift to looking at what Daniel actually saw in some visions and dreams throughout that time. Okay, so... It's, it's a shift <laughs> for sure. And before I go into reading Daniel seven, I wanna stop and say, ask the question, why is biblical prophecy important, right? Um, it depends on kind of your experience with it, right? I, I think that sometimes we think that Bible prophecy is some great big mystery. It's, it's really like for the, I don't know, those types of Christians, you know what I'm saying? But actually, the reason why Bible prophecy is important is because it features a timeless God, an ageless God. And he's trying to help us to be prepared, prepared for what's going to happen, and protected from what's going to happen, right? So it's actually a gift. When we read like these weird feeling, weird freaky kind of passage of scripture, it's, it's, not, it's a gift for us to engage with. So I remember when I was a kid, I'm, a, I'm what we call a geriatric millennial, which is just, <laughs> yeah, thanks sociologist, appreciate that one. Basically, I'm really old for a millennial, but I'm not old, right? So whatever. Um, I'm on the cusp between X and and millennial. And so I grew up watching these videos <laughs> They played at church where, you know, the Antichrist is there and it's the end of times and people are getting tattooed numbers and stuff and there's a big old fat guillotine coming down and chopping heads off and we're being persecuted. And I was a little one going, oh my God. I was so scared of this thing and actually created in me this weird bias as I grew older to just kind of like not get into it. Like I was like, "Ooh." Oh, that's, that's the guillotine stuff. I don't wanna talk about the guillotine stuff. But, but actually, Bible prophecy is not just, like, scary, per se, right? There are big things in it, there are meaningful, there's meaningful impact in it, things of significance, but it's not scary, guys. It's also not mystical, right? Bible prophecy isn't for the people who float in the air, right, and just like, feel their way through what God is saying. It's actually rational. Anyone have a brain up in here? Okay, I think so. We get to use it today. (laughs) Every time we go to the scripture, you get to use your brain, especially Bible prophecy. It is not like we just throw our brains away and go, we're gonna feel our way through this. It's not just like like a feeling kind of exercise, okay? And the last reason why Bible prophecy is important is because it gives us confidence. It gives us confidence to know and stand on the word to know that it's not just a good story about a good man who teaches us good things that is true, but is more than that. It is truth. It is fact. All right, Daniel, chapter seven. If you have a Bible, let's go there together. <clears throat> it giving you the heads up. It's a little intense. It's just is. All right. I'm eating. We're reading out of the ESV Daniel chapter seven. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel saw a dream and visions of his head as he lay in his bed. Then he wrote down the dream and told the sum of the matter. Daniel declared, "I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea. The great sea, in this context, would be the Mediterranean Sea, because where he was in Babylon, in the ancient Middle East, that is the greatest sea there was. He ain't picturing like the Pacific. You, you cool? Everyone get that? All right. And the four and four great beasts came up out of the sea, different from one another." four great beasts the first was like a lion and had eagle's wings then as I looked its wings were plucked off and it was lifted up from the ground and made to stand on its two feet like a man and the mind of a man was given to it and behold uh behold another beast a second one like a bear It was raised up on one side. It had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth and was told to rise, devour much flesh. After this, I looked and behold another, like a leopard with four wings of a bird on its back. And the the beast had four heads and dominion was given to it. "'After this I saw in the night visions, "'and behold, a fourth beast, "'terrifying and dreadful and exceedingly strong. "'It had great iron teeth. "'It devoured and broke in broken pieces "'and stamped what was left with its feet. "'It was different from all the beasts that were before it, "'and it had 10 horns.' I considered the horns and behold, there came up among them another horn, a little one before which three of the first horns were plucked up by the roots and behold in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking great things. Some other translations say instead of great, arrogant things. So when you read great things, read arrogant things. Okay. Verse nine. As I looked, thrones were placed and the ancient of days took his seat. His clothing was white as snow and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames. Its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and came out before him and thousand thousands served him. And 10,000 times, 10,000 stood before him. The court sat in judgment and the books were opened. And then uh, I looked then because of the sound of the great read arrogant words, that the horn was speaking. And as I looked, the beast was killed, its body destroyed and given over to be burned with fire. As for the rest of the beasts, their dominion was taken away, but their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. Verse 13, pretty intense so far, eh? Uh, I saw in the night visions and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like a son of man. And he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him, his dominion and everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away. And his kingdom, one that shall not be destroyed. All right, we'll hit pause right there. Okay, four great beasts. Have I already lost some of y'all? (laughs) <laughs> like I'm still mourning the Dodgers. I can't be talking about no great beasts. I I know. That hurt for sure. Just beat the Astros and we're good. Um so here's the weird thing, right? Like when you think of these great beasts as you read it, what goes across your mind? Like artists have and I could have put something up there, right? Like, you know, lion and whatever, and tiger and oh no no tiger, leopard, and and you know, I could have done that, right? But instead, I want you guys to kind of let your imaginations go. Engage the scripture and create something with your own mind as how these things must have looked. For some weird reason, I see it like Pokemon. (laughs) I see these little animals, these beasts, right? These monsters, but I make them into like these little cartoony Pokemon that evolve and have different like hit point levels and special attacks. And like, I just it just helps me understand it better. You don't have to have that kind of interpretation. I, probably you don't, but that's okay. Now, when it comes to um, ascribing ultimate truth to prophecy, we have to pause and say, actually, there is no way for sure that we know for sure. But there is there is still stuff that's a mystery. It just is. But there's actually a way for us to understand some of this too. Apply that rational mind and actually look at this stuff and break it down a little bit for our understanding. I get that with prophecy, there's a Christian culture of doth saith the Lord. And sometimes that's helpful and sometimes it's not have you ever been given a word or direction that did not help you? So look, I I get that, right? Like sometimes we can be skeptical and you should be careful when someone says, hey, I feel like God is saying this, right? We should be careful. So it's okay to to kind of weigh that through. But if you're like resistant and you wanna like disengage, like, ooh, I know it's here. I know it's in the Bible, but nah, not not my thing. Actually, that's unbiblical. We don't have the option, guys. We don't get to just be like, okay, tell me the first six chapters where there's lions' mouths being shut and writing on the wall, and that stuff is cool. I want to know about that. But, like, now it's getting into the weird, like, prophecy stuff, so, like, I'm out. Can't do it. It's unbiblical. Do you know why it's unbiblical? Because this thing is filled with it. And and, and the Holy Spirit in Acts and in, in today's church says, it's here it's filled with it. Mm. We just got to get really good at extracting the ultimate truth from the interpreted truths. Now, look, I, I do also want to say that as before I share what I think this is, telling us that there are also a lot of opinions out there that good solid Jesus loving followers have completely different ideas usually a little more symbolic a little more spiritualized than the version I'm I'm going to kind of go into okay there's nothing wrong with that we're all engaging and we're trying to understand uh good news to this four beast thing is that God has a plan for us all right God's plan Sorry, Drake, it's God's plan. He has a plan that, that like is, is bigger. He sees it all at once. He was there at the beginning of the world and he will see when it's all finished. And he sees it all at once. It's not linear like we do, like we see things, right? Like yesterday I was tired, today I'm less tired, tomorrow it'll be Monday and Monday, right? <laughs> It's not tiredness, you know what I mean? Like we we don't see things like in this linear thing, like God God doesn't do that, right? So with no limits and with, with, with the ability to see everything, he has, we can trust in a plan that he has for us. And more specifically, he has a plan for you, for your life. You know who else was in the room when you took your first breath as a person? God was. He knew when that moment was gonna be. He knows when was the first time that you opened your eyes, the first time you took in air into your lungs. He he also knows the last time those things will happen for you. And in everything is God's plan for us. Um, Bible says that a sparrow will not fall to the ground without the father knowing about it. How much more are you valuable Be comforted as we study heavy things that God is close to you, that God knows you and understands you and has a plan for your life. Four beast time. Gotta catch them all. Uh, Four beasts, they represent four kings and four kingdoms. Uh, There is actually a correlation to the vision in chapter two uh, of Daniel. And the lion is represented, lion as the Babylonian empire, Babylon. And you can see because the king uh, or, or this lion was, was made to like be a beast and then stand up, right? And it, it reflects very clearly Nebuchadnezzar's fall and then rise as he, remember guys? He goes, oh, I'm wrong. God is God. And then he, w- he was lifted up again. Bear, the Medo-Persian empire, the, the empire that took over directly after the Babylonians. And the bear was lifted up on one side. It's represented because actually the Medo-Persian Empire, the Persian side of that empire was much stronger than the Mede side of it. So there was kind of like a weird kind of lopsidedness to it. And the leopard, finally. I think most biblical scholars believe this to be the Greek empire led by Alexander the Great. A leopard. What are they known for? Oh, yeah, they're quick, right? Not like cheetah quick, but they're pretty quick. And if you've ever seen them on like, you know, whatever, on the internet or whatever, they grab their their prey, and they're really smart. They jump up a tree. They take actually a, a little bit of energy, and they eat the whole thing, and they don't have to share, and they have to worry about hyenas and all that stuff, because they're leopards are really quick. They're really smart. Imagine a leopard with four wings. How, how ev- evolved is my Pokemon right now? It's amazing. I have four wings. This thing is super fast. The Greek empire led by Alexander the Great was blazingly quick in its conquest of the ancient world. Blazingly quick. And he often would go into these wars with the Macedonian army of 30,000 and take on 150, 180 and destroy them. And dominion was given to it. The land of Alexander the Great stretched through all of ancient, the ancient world all the way to like India, up to like, you know, Egypt. And I mean, I mean it was huge. This leopard in its final evolution <laughs> um, has four heads, four heads. Uh, And the way that that we interpret this is very simply that when Alexander the Great actually uh, seceded, left, and the people who seceded was actually not a biological son; It was four generals, actually. He split up his kingdom, his empire, into four kingdoms, and he gave them to four different generals. Anyone else going like, a little bit? Come on. (laughs) I mean... Oh, yeah, sure. Now we can see that. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Daniel, when he saw this, was the first year of the reign of Belshazzar. Hundreds of years before it's supposed to happen. So maybe he could have been like, well, obviously the lion is Nebuchadnezzar. I can see that. Right. And I'm still under the Babylonian king, Belshazzar. But yeah, the Medes and Persians are rising in power. Maybe I can see. Maybe I can see that they're going to grow next and that one is lopsided and whatever, right? Maybe. But how is he supposed to understand that the Grecian army, the empire, is going to be like a leopard, evolved with four wings, with four heads and four generals, and divided into... Think about that for a minute. This was not human intuition. There's no way you can make the claim. God gave him this information because our God is timeless. So I love when we have proof. I love when we're like, dude, that's crazy. That did happen. The Bible said it's gonna happen, and then it did happen. When someone prays for me and has a word for me, and like, hey, I feel this for you, and you're okay, you hold that in your heart, and then, oh boy, it happened. That's amazing. Lord, heal me, please. This is bothering me. A brother of mine had a weird thing growing on him, and he asked me for prayer and said, I need, I'm need. gonna do a biopsy, and I'm nervous because the doctor's not saying it's looking good and it could be cancer, and please pray for me. And then he got his Answer back and he's fine. And he's like, yes, it's great when you get proof and confirmation. But also, man, Jesus said, Blessed are those who believe without seeing. So wherever you are in that, man, it's so awesome. I love this stuff. I love this stuff. Alright, we're gonna go jump right back into the interpretation. So Daniel's freaked out, right? He's like, okay, I just saw four really crazy looking Pokemon. And like they're doing crazy things. And then the ancient of days comes and takes his throne. The Son of man comes and is given dominion, but I'm still really like, ugh about all of this. So while he's dreaming, I don't even know how you do this. He goes back and he asks someone, hey, help me out, what does this all mean, right? So we're gonna go to 15, verse 15. As for me, Daniel, my spirit within me was anxious and the visions of my head alarmed me I approached one of those who stood there and asked him the truth concerning all this. And he told me and made known to me the interpretation of the things. These four great beasts are the four kings who shall rise, arise out of the earth. But the saints of the most high shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and forever, forever, and ever, and ever. Then I desired to know the truth about the fourth beast, right? I do too, which was different from all the rest, exceedingly terrifying with this teeth of iron and claws of bronze, which devoured and broken pieces and stamped what was left with its feet and, a, and about the 10 horns that were on its head and the other horn that came up and before which three of them fell and the horn that had eyes and a mouth that spoke great slash arrogant things and that seemed greater than its uh, companions. As I looked, this horn made war with the saints And prevailed over them until the ancient of days came and judgment was given for the saints of the most high and the time when the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus he said, as for the fourth beast, there shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all the kingdoms, and it shall devour the whole earth and trample it down and break it to pieces. As for the 10 horns out of this kingdom, 10 kings shall arise and another shall arise after them. And he shall be different from the former ones and he uh, he shall put down three kings. He shall speak words against the most high He shall wear out the saints of the Most High. He shall think to change the times and the law. That means he's thinking to change the calendar, the religious holidays, and the law of the land. And they shall be given into his hand for a time, times, and half a time. That's weird. So basically, we think of like, for example, a decade is a set period of time, right? So if I said... How much time is in a time or a decade? 10 years, it's not a trick question. (laughs) So if I said, how about times? Two of them, right? 20 years. Half a time. Five years, sweet, yeah. Essentially, that's basically what it's saying. Not, Not exactly in the years, but there is a time, two of those times, and then half of one of those times, and they are... Uh, significant in terms of its date and correlation, we will probably study this again in the future. I have a feeling, prophetically, in about two weeks when we go into chapter nine. Um, <laughs> but I just want to explain that because when I first read, it, I was like, "Time, times, half a time? What a- is he like? Does he have like weird, like, p- like a prophetic Tourette thing going on?" Like, okay, now where was I? Twenty-six. But the court shall sit in judgment, and his dominion shall be taken away to be consumed and destroyed to the end. And the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the most high. His kingdom shall be an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Yes, here's the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly alarmed me and my color changed, but I kept the matter in my heart. All right, fourth beast. It's different in nature, fiercer, powerful. <laughs> and chronologically speaking, after the, the Greek empire came, what? Anyone know? Yeah, the Roman empire. Was it pretty scary? Was it pretty big? We all saw gladiator, right? Maximus. Yeah, like it's, it was huge. At, at one point, it went up to like England, <laughs> and as far down to like India, <laughs> right? And then all of Spain and where well, you guys are looking at, Spain and Northern Africa and Egypt and like all of Turkey and all the way out to like east the Eastern block of Europe. You get what I mean? It was huge. It was massive. Did you know that the last technical Roman empire, emperor, like, so it was started in like, uh, remember, like, Cleopatra, Mark Antony? Any, any uh, like, Julius Caesar, Shakespeare guys? Yeah. All right. That was, like, 30-ish BC. The last Roman Empire, technically, died May 29th, 1453. How long did the empire last? Over a 1,000 years, right? Okay, so... Is the fourth beast the Roman Empire? The answer is probably. (laughs) Aw. Why? Well, because it actually, when they talk about the fourth beast, they talk about these 10 horns, right? These 10 kings. And then this little horn that comes up, plucks up, takes down three of them, right? And is like somehow better and stronger. That hasn't happened, that did not happen in the Roman Empire times. There's no ten kings. There is no, like that did not happen. So we're we're not sure. Will it happen again? Will some remnant of the uh, Roman Empire come back a second time? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> this is where the conspiracy and the Illuminati stuff comes in. I don't know. But I know it hasn't happened yet. Because, oh, and here's a loaded question: Who's the little horn? Who's the little horn? Huh? The Pope? <laughs> wow, that was fail. Yeah, no, yeah right. That's how, how he's known in, in modern day church, right? We use the term antichrist, antichrist, right? So what pops up in your mind, the caricature of the antichrist? this weird freaky looking dude, right? He's got six, six, six tatted across his forehead and he's like evil and like murderous. And But actually that's not what this person is gonna look like. He's gonna be beloved by the world. He's gonna be super popular. People are gonna love him. They're gonna think that he knows the, the best stuff. His ideas are great, right? And he's gonna stand up because everyone's going to support him and he's going to start to shape, shape culture in a way that is actually super dangerous for us Christians because he's going to change the laws. He's going to change literally the calendar, culture itself, and he will divide us. He's going to be really good looking, right? Tall, handsome, strong. I don't know, whatever. Whatever. Here's the thing, I wanna help us understand something. We do have nothing to fear against the sky, against the devil. I'm not saying the devil, Satan himself, isn't serious and that there's real things we have to think about. I'm absolutely saying that. But let's put it in perspective. There is no epic battle between Satan and the Antichrist, buddy, buddy, versus God and all of the angels and us. There is no epic battle. Do you know why? Because God (laughs) is the creator. With the word, he created all things. With the word, he created Visalia, creation. With the word, he created you and me. With the word, he created the angels. And one of those angels said, I'm not worshiping you, God, anymore. And and, And he, his name was Lucifer, who is Satan. Took a third of the angels down with him. Created things. This epic war is not red guy with pitchfork versus God with a halo. It's not. They're not on the same playing field. It's like if Alan wanted to have a fight with my two-year-old son, Oliver. Alan would smack the out of my kid. I mean, he wouldn't but he would win, (laughs) not the same. And and we have to stop thinking like, oh, temptation. Oh, evil. I have to bear it. I have to fight it. It's so epically difficult. No, it's not. We serve a God. We belong to a God who is actually epic. Oh man, with the word he created him and one day in the future, with the word he's gonna redeem all creation and put Satan down forever. Come on. Good versus evil? No. Satan versus God? No. Maybe Michael versus Satan. Angel versus angel. Gabriel maybe. Two of them would whoop Satan, right? Now, look, I'm not demeaning and diminishing He's a roaring lion seeking to devour. He's the deceiver. He messes with us all the time. Just know that you have the victory and know who you belong to. The now and not yet, (laughs) the now and not yet. So I don't know if the fourth beast is the Roman empire. There's a lot of uh, evidence that says it probably is, but the 10 horns, the little horn, we don't know quite yet. That means it's not quite done. Right? We also know this because the son of man has not gone back to heaven and sat in his judgment throne, right? He hasn't slayed the beast. He hasn't slayed Satan yet and thrown him into the fire. It hasn't happened, the now and not yet. I scoured my brain in life to think of an example to try and explain this. And the only one that I came up with was a little morbid, which is death, death. The now and not, here, ready? We are all dying. We are not dead yet. The kingdom of God is here, but it's also coming. Both are true, right? And that tension that we sense as those on exile is a real thing. So therefore, if it's true, this tension is true, how should we live? Okay, I'm gonna try and apply some of this stuff here. Mm, God help me. Know the plot. What is the central plot of the story? God wins. Temporary kings come and go, but God wins. Do you know how many times America is mentioned in the Bible? Yeah, we had clumped into the all-nation section of the Bible. <laughs> I love America. I I bleed red, white, and blue. I cry eagle tears, you know. I, I love it. And God has a plan for us. But know the central plot. Know the central plot. The plot the central plot is not what happens while we're in exile. The central plot is the eternal one. It's Jerusalem. So absolutely fight for what you wanna fight for, but don't fight for things that aren't part of the central plot. <laughs> Draw lines, sure, I get it. But think about what lines you're drawing. Where's your attention going to? Where's your energy going to? Am I standing for the things that are part of this central plot? Okay, crazy story. I wake up Tuesday morning and I look in my, um, on my phone, sometime that morning and I see my Nextdoor uh, app. You guys know about Nextdoor? It's like this neighborhood app where like neighbors share things that happen in their blocks and stuff. And on Tuesday morning, someone posted uh, in Anaheim Hills a picture of a flyer that they found at their doorstep. I'm curious, anyone hear about this? I can't, I'm not gonna put it up there. It's highly offensive. I'm just gonna... Give you a tiny picture of it. It says, White lives matter on top. Loyal white knights of the Ku Klux Klan want you to say no to the cultural genocide. Unfortunately, most groups out there, especially white people, are cowardly to stand up for their heritage because they are scared of being called a racist. Quit s- sitting on the fence and fight for your heritage and history. Loyal white knights of the Ku Klux Klan. Here it is, fight for the right, die if you must, remember in God we trust. Um, The neighbors there, um, a 21-year-old daughter was in tears as she saw it and organized her siblings and, and actually ended up throwing out bags full as they collected it from the neighborhood. Tuesday, 2021, five miles from here, My heart, your heart right now is just like, yeah? Oh, no, Lord. And I'll tell you, this really got to me. It, it does. You, this stuff matters to me, personal to me. And I could spend my life really honestly doing something that's not actually terrible. But I have to ask myself though, is it central to the plot? Of course, it's evil. Of course, racism is sin, of course. But am I going to like, I don't know, spend my days trying to, I don't know. I don't think it's actually central to the plot. I think the best I can do is be Jesus to them and say, man, you know, somewhere along your life, through influence, through experience, you were led down the wrong path. And you were told an ideology of hate. And you've made something central in your life that doesn't belong there. And I want to share with you the good news of Jesus who can set us free from these things. That's central to the plot. I hung out with um, Ruben and Jacqueline Segura yesterday. I don't know if you guys know them. They're awesome. And they were telling me about the food distribution that happened here yesterday morning. Um, A guy in our church named Dan Bach. I don't know if he's around, but he's a a cool dude. Um, Speaks Spanish better than you possibly could imagine. (laughs) Um, Before summer, a woman came in to the door for for food and her name was Roxanne. And she asked for prayer from Dan saying, hey, I've just found out I'm pregnant. But the doctors have told me that the baby has a hole in the heart. And both the doctor team and my friends and family have said that I should abort the kid but she was a believer. And so she asked Dan to pray for her, pray for the baby, pray that she can be strong. She returned yesterday very pregnant. And in tears shared her testimony about how God healed her baby and how God is so good to her. We did this as we fed the poor and gave to the needy. I mean, there's amazing people in our church involved. Lisa Slay, Dan Box, Stephen Lyra. Lisa's part of Whittier. Steve Lyra is part of Santa Ana. This is not, it's, jump in, especially if you speak Spanish. Please jump in. We need help ministering to these people. That is central to the plot, friends. And if I'm gonna spend my time, energy, and money and whatever, come on, what would you choose? Does it matter? I mean, what matters more, let's just say. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. The secondary disputable things matter, I get that. But what matters more? 1 Peter 3 says, Now who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. It says here at the end of the chapter that Daniel was basically upset, right? He was sad, he was troubled, his color changed. Why do you think that is? (sighs) Maybe he realized like, wow, this battle that the saints are gonna fight, that's in the future, it's rough. How many times does it say, like the, the little horn, it says, the little horn will, will come against the saints of the most high and prevail against them. Doesn't that make you a little upset? Like, oh man, that means it's gonna suck. Yeah, yeah, it it, it does, I'm sorry. Let me look for the part where it says, no, just kidding. Oh, nope, not there. It's like, I've not done this before. I've been nearby. It's like giving birth. Yeah, I've done all you can eat like Korean barbecue and sometimes that feels, but it's not the same as I've witnessed when my my boys were born. The joy of a brand new baby, the joy of holding your little guy, The joy, the first time your child looks into you or the first time you hear his heartbeat or her heartbeat. Right? Has this big nine to 10 month ugly thing with a terrible crescendo to it in the middle. Pregnancy, again, I don't know. And then giving birth, which looked like it sucked. (laughs) We will face these things, friends. And if not us, the church in the future. So we need to be aware of these things and prepare ourselves, protect ourselves. 1 Peter 5 9 through 10. Resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace. Who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, establish you. Though some of you guys are suffering right now. Some of you guys are in your life right now asking, Lord, where are you? A part of your life is broken. A part of your life needs healing and restoration. Restoration, confirmation, strengthening, establishment. Lord, I need those things in my marriage, in my parenting, in my studies, in my identity, in, my, in the marketplace, in my sexuality, in my attitude towards money and things. And, and Jesus says, you're just going to suffer a little while, but I'm going to take care of it. So we have to rest in those things. We can't flee from suffering and distance ourselves saying like, no, I'm just gonna avoid it as much as I can in life. Whoop, suffering over there, I gotta go this way. Whoop, suffering. It's not possible. Instead, what is God trying to teach you? What is he trying to form you, form into you as you suffer, as you go into these things for just a little while? Last thought. Daniel's freaked out, his colors changed. I'm always curious to what color. Right, like The Bible doesn't say. We assume white, like sh- like paler, right? What if you turn like purple or I don't know? Anyway, don't try to understand my mind. Um, but he was upset. And I think part of the reason why he could have been upset is because there's a part in there that says the Ancient of Days sits down on the throne and literally thousands and thousands and thousands of people, countless people are before him and court is in session. Court. And then the books are opened. And Daniel goes, wait wait, wait a minute. So then I have to go before the ancient of days and the book will be opened and I will be judged. Remember, Daniel didn't know Jesus. He lived before God came and established the covenant of grace. He lived in a time before Jesus came and made a way for us. Think about this. If you had no way, if there was no Jesus the mediator and you realize I'm going to stand before God Almighty one day, the books will be open and I'm going to be judged. Wouldn't that make your color change? Okay, I'm going to take away the if. When you stand in front of the ancient of days, there will come a time where you're standing before God, 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 the epic God, 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 And he's going to open the books and he's going to judge you. Good news. Good news. Gospel. Good news. Is the son of man will be there too. And he will stand up and go, Father, see Daniel Chung. I know you're seeing in the book how he, <laughs> I'm not a good person all the time. I have screwed it up a million times. Uh, and Jesus, the mediator is gonna actually say, forgive him because of me, because of, of my blood. He'll cover me. He'll he'll be like, look, see, I already went to the cross and died, Father. I already paid for Daniel's sins. (laughs) And then I'll be embraced and welcomed in and I get to be part of the saints of the Most High who reigns with King Jesus forever, forever and ever. Um, it's important for us to keep the central plot deep in our hearts and remember that the gospel is our everything. And then we must do things, live life because of the gospel. We have to go, tell somebody, right? Hey, you're like this Daniel who's afraid because you're gonna be judged. No, let me tell you about Jesus what he did for me. Because I was way down here. You don't know it, but I am. I know I got the Bible up here and I got this, you know, Britney Spears mic and I... <laughs> but some of y'all, most of y'all are much better people than I am. <sighs> Not to say I'm like some weird crazy sinner or anything, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I sometimes can be. Ask Frau, He knows. Don't ask me, she definitely knows. Mm-hmm. Don't ask Esther. Friends, let's, uh, let's remember, and I wanna w- invite you again, if you need this, this good news, this Jesus the mediator, he is available to you right now. Do not wait, don't hesitate. Don't make an excuse. This was not a fairy tale. This is gonna happen. I wanna sit there and be like, Oh, crud, this is real. That literal day is literally going to happen. Live today, knowing that 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 tomorrow is going to happen. And if you're not sure, come, become sure, come. And God, Jesus is inviting you, come to me. Come to me. Ooh. I wish I could explain to you how much God the Father loves you. Whenever he gives me a glimpse of it, I'm overwhelmed. Let's go to him, our good Father, and pray. Lord, Lord Jesus, who is coming to reign and rule forever, Lord, the one who is epic. There is no battle that you haven't already won. There is no victory that isn't already yours. There is no evil that will prevail. God, you are worthy and good and so holy, so worthy. And Lord, we stand before you as the books are open before you, knowing that we fall short, knowing that we need you. Lord, we praise you because you have made a way for us. When you came and you died, you took our sin. And when you rose again, you defeated the power of death forever. And now, Lord, we are not orphans. We are not on the outside. We are called (laughs) sons and daughters. How can that be, Lord? How can that be? So we turn our our hearts to you and we say everything in our life is yours. We pour it out before you like like an offering of worship, like oil at your feet. Everything, every moment we have every day, every year that you've given to us, we pour it out to you. And Lord, every dollar we have, every hour that we have, every conversation or relationship, Lord, come and make it yours. Thank you for the word, the vision you gave your servant, Daniel. Thank you that it is still true now and will be true for us forever. Thank you, Lord, you are so kind. And we come before you now. <sighs>